Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 19 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including a subject that we've covered before, but we're going to dive in deeper critical race theory, or CRT. That's right, George. You know, unless you've been living under a rock, you've no doubt heard of critical race theory, or CRT. It's a regular topic of conversation on this program, and for good reason. Um, Now, maybe you're one of those inclined to support CRT, or at least not oppose it as a way of personally adjusting for America's past. Or maybe you dismiss it as the latest invention of bored academics and their ivory towers. We think both reactions are wrong. Why? Specifically, because CRT is coming for our kids. And as a parent, Chantel Cooper, recently pointed out to the Loudoun County School Board, quote, critical race theory is racist, it is abusive, it discriminates against one's color. Chantel is right, isn't she? Bullseye. I couldn't agree more with her. Um, and, and Mark, when it comes to this topic, I know that in the past, you know, POK uh, and most of our, you know, past conferences uh, in 2019 and 2020, we focused heavily on CSE. But since then, we've been focusing on CRT as well, and we have an exciting conference coming up. We do indeed. In fact, um, if you're able to travel to the Orange County area on August the 29th, um, we are having a conference. Uh, We haven't had one in a long time for obvious reasons. This is going to be a three-hour conference from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. at Calvary Chapel East Anaheim. So we're very excited about this, George. We're going to have a number of guest speakers talking about what we refer to as the triple threat to our kids in the public schools, comprehensive sexuality education, historical revisionism, and critical race theory. Yep. And parents, please come prepared with questions because uh, at the very end, we're going to also have a panel of experts uh, ready to answer your questions during Q&A. All right, so back to our topic of CRT. Um, you know, Mark, I really like how you set this conversation up. You know, you can't really dismiss it. Um, and even though most parents, I think, are trying, they're trying to even avoid these conversations. And so, you know, why is CRT much more ominous than most people think? The reason, George, is CRT is not a, uh, it's not really about a teaching curricula or a specific program. CRC represents a worldview. It's an alternative worldview. And in that respect, it's an orthodoxy 
one that we think uh, threatens the very underpinnings of Western civilization itself. Uh, CRT advances the same old tread-worn goal of Marxism, but with new labels. Uh, Instead of the bourgeoisie against the proletariat that uh, Marx and Hegel espoused, um, the new terms are oppressor and oppressed. In CRT, slavery may no longer control our bodies, but its advocates say it still controls our minds. Race specifically racism, it's part of the entire system. So it's pushing a new form of class warfare based on self-serving and contrived definitions of privileged and victimhood. And and Mark, I mean, for, for me, the thing that I keep on hearing over and over, especially with young people, is, well, you know... Socialism or Marxism has never really been tried right. We're, we're going to do it right this time. Yes, that, that's the common refrain, but um, that, that saw only works in one's mind because if you look at the empirical data, socialism has never worked anywhere. It's been tried, and it's been tried all over the planet, including today. Uh, It's never worked one time, and there's no reason to think it would work in the future. So they're coming at it from from different angles. In CRT, um, if you're white, heterosexual, cisgendered, native-born, and abled body, then you're a member of what CRT calls the oppressor class, whether you knew it or not. And if you deny it, George, that only proves the point more so. But if you're in one of the ever-expanding and intersecting spheres of victimhood, then you're a member of the oppressed. Just how oppressed depends on your assumed identities, whether based on race, sexual orientation, gender, or immigration status. Let me give you an example. If you're white-skinned but lesbian, that makes you part of the oppressed class. If you happen to be black-skinned and female, you're even more oppressed because now you have two categories of intersectionality, which makes you fall into the oppressed class. So under CRT and the concept of intersectionality, the more victim categories you can self-identify with, the way it works, George, is that the more moral authority you have and the less responsible you are for society's woes and crimes. Yeah, and, and intersectionality really um, pushes this lived experience because it is by lived experience that we gain knowledge. So that's one of their... Um, ways of coming uh, around truth. In fact, CRT for me is a marriage or critical theory as a worldview. It's a marriage of Marxism and postmodernism because Marxism gives you these oppressed or oppressed categories. Postmodernism gives you this truth is relative. Correct. And uh, they don't say it outright truth is relative. They just say, say it, you know, in a in a way that you might be saying, oh, yeah, well, that, that is true. Your lived experience, things that you experience as a black person or immigrant or part of, you know, an LGBTQ group. Of course, we all have our lived experiences. But 
what is the morality behind it to say that what I'm living and what I'm experiencing is good or not good? That's right. And, and CRT truth is itself is a social construct. construct. It, yeah. it, it doesn't really exist. There, there is no such thing as objective empirical truth in critical race theory. So, George, you can see how dangerous this thinking is. In fact, I was with a good friend uh, yesterday, Pastor Mark Little, uh, who is doing a video for us. It's going to come out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. It's very exciting. Uh, Mark's not only a pastor, he's an attorney as well. And he he makes this point. He says that the charge of systemic racism is simply a Trojan horse, the nail upon which the deeper agenda can be more easily hung. I I think that is absolutely right. CRT foments guilt for sins not committed and envy for accomplishments not earned. It rejects the historical moral contests America has faced and prevailed over in its long struggle against bigotry and sin. Things like the abolitionist movement that happened in the early 1800s that ultimately led to the conflict of the Civil War. More Americans died in the Civil War, George. Most Americans don't know this than in all of America's other wars combined. Over 625,000 Americans died fighting for freedom and liberty. Most of them happened to be white, right? Most of them happened to be white. Um, So, but this is forgotten in the in the history of CRT, the Emancipation Prop. Proclamation, the 13th Amendment, and the Civil Rights Movement. These are all totally dismissed in, in critical race theory. Well, because they were only meant to further the white man's uh, you know, power on society. Uh, so that's why CRT has to redefine and rewrite history through their own lens. That's, that's correct. You're right. The, the goal of CRT of, of CRT is to overturn what it considers oppressive Western values like individual liberty, e pluribus unum, which is a Latin expression that means from out of many, one. America was known as the, the melting pot for most of its history. CRT does away with this. It splits people up into ethnic group and nationalities. And it especially is, it gets rid of the concept of in God we trust, which is still inscribed on our American coins. And, and that these three things are very unique to America. And, and I hope that, you know, people um, will start learning and educating themselves uh, on these American values. And, and as an immigrant, Mark, um, I, I think I've shared, you know, time and time again with people that coming to the United States, this was our, our dream. This was our goal. Hmm. You know, I, I didn't dream of ending up one day in France. I didn't dream of ending up one day, you know, in Singapore, right? And, and I don't mean that, you know, as a, as a you know, knock or that I hate those countries. I've always dreamed of, even as a little kid in Romania, of coming to America. Because in America, we're like... Freedom truly existed. Um, And you can ask millions of immigrants to this day the same question. Why aren't Mexicans fleeing to South America? Why aren't they going to Brazil or Argentina? 
They, they can go to a country where they can already speak the language, have the same Latin based culture. Why aren't they doing that? Why are they coming to America? Including immigrants from African countries uh, like Nigeria. Uh, America is the most is the nation that most of them seek to come to by by far and away. And here's here's one clear indicator. Go into any country and go to the U.S. embassy and check out the line outside of the U.S. embassy. Because that line, and I know this from Romania, is the line of people waiting to get visas and apply uh, for right. visas that's to America. Right. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So under CRT, George, um, liberation theology replaces liberal democracy. Individual rights are sacrificed for the collective or group demands. Equal opportunity is sacrificed for equal outcomes. The nuclear family is sacrificed for the village. Everybody should raise our kids. Parents should not have real authority over their own children. And as we've talked about, objective truth is sacrificed for people's personal narratives, their personal stories based on their intersecting degrees of victimhood. This is what establishes truth under the rubric of CRT. And... You know, for parents, if you just do a quick Google search on intersectionality, you will find, especially under the images that come up, that a lot of them are actually class assignments of this circle of intersectionality where you can color in all of your oppressor or oppressed categories and figure out, like on a scale of, you know, one to 100, you know, how oppressed you are or not. And you can see if, if this is left unchallenged, th- this has to lead inevitably toward, toward a total collapse of society, which is the goal, by the way. I mean, if our audience is wondering how we got here, CRT is just a brand of rehashed Marxism. Rehashed because Marx's prediction that the West would inevitably succumb to economic class warfare never actually materialized. In fact, even societies, Western societies, loosely based on a biblical worldview, prospered beyond Marx's imagining. He was kept waiting for this economic class warfare. It never materialized. So he died away. But never to be detoured, his later disciples, uh, men that came from the Frankfurt School, like Max Horkheimer, uh, Herbert Marcuse, uh, the Italian uh, Marxist Antonio Gramsci, they realized that if Marxism was ever going to be realized, true socialism, the, the nirvana of socialism, it would never happen as a result of a war of what they called movement, an actual war, a, a, a revolution in society. It would come about from a war of position, which means all of America's critical institutions must be compromised. Our centers of commerce, academia, the media, and primary and secondary education. And once you infiltrated those sufficiently enough over a period of decades People would not only accept a form of centralized control, they would demand it. And we're starting to see that happen today. Yeah. And, you know, coupled with this, you see, you know, all the rioting that happened with BLM, uh, the Antifa rioting that continues to happen. 
and in fact, Mark, just a couple of days ago, uh, Pastor Arthur uh, Pawlowski from um, Canada, he happened to have an you know outdoor prayer event in Portland. And one of my pastor friends, my Romanian pastor friends from, from Portland, was attending that event. And Tifa showed up, and they started throwing fireworks. And they started show, throwing these, like, smoke bombs at them. They came, and they physically attacked them. These, this is an event where there were mothers, children, yeah. infants. Um, and then they took all the sound equipment and threw it in the river. Um, it, it is just horrific to see basically the collapse of society that is starting. It, these are the, the telltale signs of what CRT is leading to. And if you'll remember, George, during the height of the BLM movement and the riots that ensued across cities across uh, America, Portland was one of them, Washington, C.C., Chicago. A lot of these people were purposefully not arrested. In fact, the argument was being made from our own government that, oh, we cannot arrest these people because even even because there's a virus, their their right to uh, resist and to revolt is more important than containing the virus. Therefore, we're going to allow them to do this. And they were allowed to take over entire portions of cities like yep. like in Portland that goes back to this intersectionality victimhood because they're victims they're actually given more moral authority and they're not responsible for their own actions and when societies start recognizing a paradigm like that you you have total lawlessness at work and, and mark one of the most shocking things that I've heard over the last 12 months is this idea of trauma informed yes um, you know like you know people uh, today who had ancestors who were you know slaves uh, they are still uh, in their genes they can basically turn on those those genes in such a way where they're they're still reeling from their ancestors' trauma. And that, to me, is just crazy. I mean, I, I was just thinking, you know what? Um, you know, I learned that because, you know, my mom is Slovakian, my dad's Romanian. So my my heritage comes from both sides, the Slavic side and, and the Romanian Latin side. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, half of me comes from the Slavic community, which I learned, you know, pretty recently that... Um, the word slave comes from Slavs and that we, my ancestors used to be the, the slaves mm. of Europe and North Africa. And I'm still waiting for my genes to start, you know, revolting from all that trauma that I should be experiencing right now. Well, <laughs> I, I hope you continue to wait, George. I hope you continue to wait a long time. Yeah, you're going to continue if if this thing keeps progressing. More of these invented terms and concepts to substantiate intersectionality and victimhood. And the Frankfurt School may be gone, but its ideological descendants are all around us. People like Robin DiAngelo, Richard Delgado, Ibram X. Kendi, and the BLM co-founders, uh, Patricia Coolers and Alicia Garza, just to name a few. Um, <clears throat> DiAngelo believes that individualism is corrosive. She writes about this and that Western education is the racist, quote, 
belly of the beast. Western education is the belly of the beast, needs to be completely reformed. Delgado, um, he advocates for jury nullification to remedy racial wrongs and ethnic identification over American unity. So much for e pluribus unum. (laughs) Ibram X. Kendi, uh, he writes that racism and capitalism are conjoined twins. The two go together. They're inextricably linked. Uh, Coolers, as you know, uh, proudly declared, along with Garza, that both uh, both of them were were trained Marxists. So, you know, George, it's one thing for um, academics and adults to embrace CRT as a worldview, as an orthodoxy. It's another thing to force it upon our children. But that's exactly what we see happening. And that's why POK is so concerned about this. All across America, CRT is entering classrooms under the guise of ethnic studies. From Buffalo to Cupertino, light-skinned kids are being taught how to deconstruct their whiteness and to accept that any success they achieve will be unearned uh, because of their privilege. Black kids are being taught to believe that they're helpless victims and to mistrust their, their peers. And both are being taught to reject capitalism and embrace a Marxist form of economic and social collectivism. Uh, you pointed out California's ethnic studies program. Look at a few of the things that California purports to teach our, our school children. Number one, addressing this. These are quotes addressing power structures and forms of oppression, critiquing empire building and its relationship to white supremacy, challenging cis heteropatriarchy, anti indigeneity, Islamophobia and transphobia. Exploring the history, struggles, and triumphs of the LGBT community and placing high value on ancestral knowledge, including guiding children in pagan chants to Aztec and Mayan gods. This is in the framework, George. Paganism. I mean, clearly a, a religion that they're pushing. It absolutely is. So we've we've mentioned this this famous case that came out of West Virginia um, State Board of Education versus Barnett. This case in 1943, and this was a case where a group of Jehovah's Witnesses challenged the state's then practice of forcing kids to salute the flag. Now, 1943 was in the middle of World War II, a time of passion and heightened patriotism. Nevertheless. The court decreed in its ruling, if there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it's that no official, high or petty, can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to confess by word or act their faith therein. They went on to say, if there are any circumstances which permit an exception, they do not now occur to us. Well, George, if compelling homage to the stars and stripes was found to be a form of state orthodoxy, critical race theory is far, far, far more so. I completely agree. And uh, Mark, I mean, we, we are trying to get the word out all across America to inform parents, uh, and we do so through these podcasts. And one of the ways we also do it is through our POK conferences. 
uh, where we're going to be talking about all of these topics in more detail. Um, and we have an exciting conference coming up. We do. Once again, it's going to be uh, later on this month, August the 29th in Anaheim at Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim. The time is from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. You can go to Calvary Chapel's website, that's cc-ea.org, and go to their registration page. Or you can go to our website, protectourkidsnow.org, and I think right on the front page it'll give you the information um, you need to, to find the conference. Yeah, and also on our website you will find a uh, under the menu of videos slash conferences, and we already have a video that's titled, What is Historical Revisionism? And uh, Pretty soon here in the next month, we will have a video on what is CRT, what is crit- critical race theory. So continue to, to go on our website, watch these videos, share them, please, uh, with other parents so they, too, can get informed about this. So that's, all the, unfortunately, all the time we have for today. Um, I hope this has been enlightening, and uh, we will see you next week for another episode of Say What? Take care. You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What.